Hey, my name is Spencer, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Tempo Report. This week, I got to chat with Toronto-based folk punk musician and storyteller Sky Wallace. Could you just start off by telling me and the audience a bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I am Sky Wallace. Uh, I'm a solo act, but I have a full rock and roll band that I play live with. Um, I've been active touring and recording for about 10 years, started in folk, but now I started just adding more and more distortion over the years till I got into the rock sphere. So uh, that's me. <laughs> and you um, play with the uh, uh... Devin Lowheat sometimes. Right? I do, yeah, all the time. He actually also produces my records as well. Uh, so that's how we first kind of got connected musically. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, was music uh, something that you always wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of just sang any moment that I could from the time that I could start, which is kind of a cliche, but it was definitely like it's my happy place to be singing and making music. So it was definitely something that made sense to pursue. Uh, and like I was, I was trained from when I was younger. So kind of applying that into the world of creating music and performing it live in like an indie music type of format was, was a really cool transition. Uh, and definitely was something that was always uh, something that I wanted to do. I noticed listening to your songs, um, it, your music's very diverse. How do you like jump in between musical genres? Well, I think over the course of, I guess, the development of my sound, it's definitely been kind of a, a gradual transition where I did start with like the folk roots, uh, definitely influenced by like a little bit of the classical elements of what I was you know, doing before that. Um, and then I was really into punk rock growing up. So that ethos and that energy was something that always rang really true to me and what I wanted to create. So then I started adding elements of that and just kind of over the course of, of things developing, it became, you know, more and more. And then at, at this point now where it's, it's definitely like more of a rock and sometimes punk rock sound, there's still nice moments where we can harken back to what the old sound was and like bring the folk elements and like bring certain storytelling roots to the lyricism and things like that. So I like, I like having kind of a diverse palette for what, you bring to the table I guess makes it interesting how do you like come up with um lyrics for your songs well it's a toughie I mean mostly I like up until recently my main avenue for writing music has been through kind of a storytelling lens so I yeah. wrote a lot of songs about other people and like stories that I'd heard and, and was inspired by um and actually my last record is like a it was kind of a concept record in that all of the songs were inspired by uh, the stories of women that inspired me specifically um and I got oh, to write oh. it in yeah it was really it was really fun experience and like I got to write it in uh western Newfoundland and in Boston City Yukon they're kind of two um residencies so it was they were both places that were remote and they were rife with history and lots of stories and kind of lots to dig into as far as like getting inspired for the words and how, how to tell my version of those stories um but I've started more recently taking the leap of writing more about myself and 
more autobiographical songs. So that's uh, newer to me and definitely a bit uncharted territory, but I am excited to kind of challenge myself, (laughs) try something new. How do you find um, storytelling like influences you? I mean, there's something about music makes you feel a certain way uh, and you're, you're kind of evoking something with the music. So I think storytelling is also lending itself to that. Like if you can bring that feeling and that connection to a group of people, be it through performance or through a recording, um, I think like they're kind of part and parcel of the same entity where you can have this kind of collective experience and kind of have like a, like a joint connection with, with the people that are listening to your music or that you're creating music with. So I think it's really important. I think it's like a, a very cool tool especially with like the music element. Yeah, it's a, music is like an into um, universal language Definitely, that everyone yeah. speaks to a certain extent, um, and um, it just connects us all in some, you know, in some mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, definitely. Sticking with sticking with um, uh, like storytelling, um, some of my favorite songs. Uh, from you are um, the death of me. Um, Always sleep with a knife. Cool. What are some stories behind those songs, and what do they mean to you specifically? Cool. Um, thank you also for saying that. Um, so, I guess the the other element of this record that those songs are from, um, that's the one that's inspired by the stories of women, is that I wanted to do, I wanted to take storytelling to a rock music kind of sphere or stage but I didn't want it I, I wanted it to be kind of an easter egg I wanted the storytelling bits to be something that you kind of uncovered so uh, I'd like the song to come across as like a more universal kind of feel but then if underneath it all you find out about the story so with death of me um, sort of like a scavenger hunt yeah exactly kind of. <laughs> exactly yeah um so like you can interpret things however you want, but they're like the, for instance, like death of me is about a very specific story. When I was um, in Western Newfoundland, I did um, that residency. It was in what used to be an old cottage hospital. Um, so it's now like an art center. There's like a hostel upstairs, a radio station downstairs. Um, it's like a very cool building and community. Um, but there, yeah, it was like, amazing and there were so many stories to learn about the space and like the just the history of the place and there was this one particular story that inspired death of me and it was about this woman who was uh the head nurse for some years there uh and she left her position when she got married as was the custom of the time uh and she only returned to the cottage hospital when she was giving birth and there was uh like a huge complication with with her birth and she ended up dying in the cottage hospital that she knew so well so I wanted to write a song as kind of a testament to her um and also just the the process of like being so familiar with with the hospital itself and and just everything that she knew it would have been such a a strange experience and yeah I just wanted to kind of it just really hit me in a really heavy way and I wanted to put that into into feeling into song so really um really powerful yeah totally yeah I mean it's just really cool Thank you. That you're really into. Thank you. Well, it means a lot. I, yeah, I, it, it like, I don't know, kind of lights my fire when it comes to 
like performing the stuff afterward as well after the writing process it's like really fun to kind of keep telling the stories over and over again back when like touring and playing music was a thing do you have like any specific like stories uh from the uh from the road that you'd like to share with me Ooh, i mean there's so many i'm i for the record just for for first off i uh I really miss touring <laughs> a lot right now. It's like a very interesting time and like going to be very interesting to see how yeah. things move forward from here. Uh, just because yeah. it, it might not be a possibility for a long time. Um, so it's, it's in a way, it's actually been a bit of a good thing to have a break because I really, I cherish touring a lot more. Like I'm actively missing it and not feeling the burnout or like resenting all of the all of the heavy things that come with it it's like I'm in a very good place where I'm just like I can't wait to do it again so it's like a pretty healthy relationship but I mean I guess the last big tour that we went on we did almost two months of touring we started out in Europe and had like it started with like the best shows in the world at Reeperbahn Festival in Hamburg and it was unbelievable just like a couple of sold out shows, probably like one of them was in the most punk rock basement I've ever seen in my life. And it was like <laughs> so packed in and sweaty that there was actual like condensation dripping from the ceiling by the end of our set. Uh, oh. And it was very cool, like being in the city where the Beatles kind of got their start. And yeah, it felt very, very cool. Um, and then we did we did Italy uh, and Netherlands. And then we came back to Canada and did like a full um, we actually crossed the country two full times uh, for the course of the tour, uh, opening for Matt Mays, which was out of this world. Oh, that, like, it's awesome. Yeah. Love Matt Mays. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Me too. I've always been such a huge fan of his. Uh, so it was like pretty cool to, I don't know, I feel like I learned a lot and also just made such awesome connections with him and his his crew they're all such nice people so like it was me and my crew and then them and we all just kind of were buddies the whole time it was like a dream dream tour amazing um, yeah <laughs> what are some of like your musical influences mm, let's see like against me is a really big one that was like one of my first big uh influences from when i was a teen as far as writing goes um patty smith is a huge one for me <sighs> Uh, her stuff like unbelievable uh, and then the biggest one I say my favorite band is the weaker dance and like John K. Sampson's writing has been like the hugest influence on on like the storytelling like we were talking about and just like yeah. what I wanted my music to sound like from the very beginning I think that's why it's become like what the live sound is now is because I was so influenced by the weaker dance and just wanted to sound like them the whole time so you know it's just cool to hear like an artist like what influences them because like when mm -hmm. you listen to like an album like your new like your new album like mm -hmm. there's so many elements of so many like different types of music it's it's cool it's interest it's interesting and i was just like sitting there and i'm like wow how how can she just transfer from one genre to the next with with it being like just seamless oh, um, man. <laughs> thank you that's that's super kind of you <laughs> kind of true because like um i've never ever heard something be so smooth and like so like also good at the same time 
Ah, thank um, you. <laughs> I mean, Devin had a lot to do with that. He made it kind of what it what what I wanted it to be. He did such a good job with the production of everything that I'm. It's like the record that I'm most proud of for sure. Um. So on your website, you describe yourself as an as a neo folk artist. Um. I think that might have been like a like one of those internet things where it was on like a different site. So then it kind of got automatically transferred. Cause that's oh. definitely what I used to sound like. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think there definitely needs to be a couple of tweaks, especially going forward with the next record that we're working on right now. Cause it's definitely a rock sphere for sure. Would you say compared to compared to the death of me, would you say that it's the same amount of punk and folk? How would you describe it? Like the next, uh, the next record that we're working on. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'd say. Like without giving of, too much, without giving. Yeah, too of course. Because <laughs> it's at this point we are we're kind of like right in the middle of the recording process where we got some of it done right before this, but we've trying we've been trying to figure out like remote recording means at this point, so we're getting creative with finishing it up, uh, which is exciting but also like a strange version of events. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, basically i for this record first of all it's it's largely autobiographical so i'm trying that hand instead of doing the storytelling which is kind of a cool new thing for me um but also i'd say the sound overall is kind of the logical next step of the sound of the last one so it definitely is like tied right into it but this is going to be the first record where i have the band that i've been playing with for the last year and a half two years um they're all playing on the record after having like toured and played with me for so long. So there's all these elements of the live show that we're kind of bringing into the songs. Uh, like everybody's personality is kind of going to be integrated um, and like we've become a little unit. So I really wanted that to be showcased with this record um, and kind of like, I, I wrote the songs imagining what it would feel like on stage. So I'm really excited about it. How does your hometown influence your sound? You're originally from Vancouver, right? No, I actually, I so I, I have a hard oh. time ex- describing what my hometown is because I moved around so much as a kid. Um, I started kind of in Whitby, Durham region, basically, in Ontario. And then I moved around. I like moved to uh, Mississauga, Kitchener, Breslau, all over Ontario. Then we moved out west when I was uh, 15. And so I finished high school on the Sunshine Coast. Then I moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in Edmonton for a little tiny bit. Uh, then I moved to Toronto like five years, five, six years ago. So it's been, it's it's very hard to pinpoint like where I'm like from, as it were. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I think that's influenced me definitely, like the the transience or like the, the feeling of like having many hometowns, you could say, has definitely been an influence. I guess you could say, like, traveling around, moving around, and, like, touring around has, like, influenced you uh, extensively. Yeah, definitely. I'd say, like, it definitely made initially touring a lot more. I just, I could get my mind around it, I guess, because I was so used to not being in one place that it kind of made sense to me from the get-go. So (laughs) that's definitely something. Plus, that offers you, like, some, like, some new experience and some a different outlook on life yeah definitely um that's that's for sure with you being like interested in all these different genres 
how did you make the transition between mm-hmm. like punk and folk and yeah 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 totally <laughs> um that's a good question i guess so it started acoustic guitar then it was me acoustic guitar plus strings um and i think the initial change started happening when i started adding distortion to my acoustic guitar like a neutral milk hotel kind of thing uh and then you know drums were added and then from there uh you know bass we started doing some bass stuff instead of cello things and then uh more distortion on the acoustic and then eventually made the transition i went electric as it were um so it was definitely like a gradual thing but it, it more and more i just like wanted to push myself and i wanted to also like take up space in rock music especially as as a woman uh i think it was like a really cool avenue to to portray the songs i guess to put stage i put the songs on stage too so a long journey but it definitely uh definitely makes sense in the grand scheme of it now looking back (laughs) how have you been filling your time with this like pandemic it was very strange eh? um yeah i've i've been pretty fortunate in that like we didn't have too much to cancel as far as touring for the next little bit just because we were in recording mode so i felt pretty fortunate But for the last little while, I've been, like, I have been writing, actually, which is really nice, Uh, writing more stuff, like, more acoustic stuff, which will be kind of, like, going back to the roots, as it were. Um, But we've also, like, I've had the record to work on, so I've been able to record all of the guitar tracks uh, at home, which is great. Uh, I think I have two more songs left to do. I don't know, taking time to do the things I always wanted to have downtime for, like, reading a whole bunch and taking it one step at a time but uh, yeah it's pretty strange it's strange not to know how things are gonna work themselves out eventually eh? like especially with with live music and things like that like it's a very uncertain path forward how do you think like the industry will look like post-covid well it's so hard to tell but i do like i have maybe it's naive but i do have like a very solid hopefulness about the future in the industry just because uh like there it's so adaptable like there have been so many changes in the music industry over the last especially 10 years and things things adapt on a dime and i know so many people who are just so willing to support each other and get creative and like do whatever it takes to kind of keep the art going so i think that more than anything is pretty uh you know it's pretty hopeful uh and i'm down to just adapt in any way that I can, whether it's, you know, continuing exclusively with online stuff to just completely altering how live music looks um, until there's a vaccine or until it's safe again. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty strange, but like, I think just being open to whatever comes is, is half the battle. So yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, I mean, live music is you know, such a big part of how we develop as a community, right? Yeah, and it's how, yeah I agree. How we get to know, like, people in the industry. And I just have this fear of it, like, not being the same. I mean, yeah. it, it will probably go through some changes. Yeah. I'm just, like, nervous because it, I'm just, like, uncertain of how it's going to look like. But Yeah, totally. I, I feel you on that for sure. We'll we'll see, and mm-hmm. we'll like come out of this yeah. stronger than ever. Um, yeah, totally. And it's I mean, it is possible that things might change for good going forward. Like just as far as like the uh, the festival format and things like that, where it's like the like the huge shows I think could 
uh, stand to, tra- like, that could change quite a bit as a direct result of this. Um, but I do, like, yeah, I have, like, a certainty, maybe it's just in, in my heart, <laughs> that there will be, like, that it will persevere, like, that live music will happen eventually again. What do you have, like, coming up as far as plans to, like, release anything uh, during this time? So this will, so this release that we're currently working on, this is the first time that we're going to release with a label because uh, we've been entirely independent up to this point. But uh, we're working with Six Shooter Records, who have been, like, my be-all, end-all of labels in Canada. I'm just, like, I've been such a fan of theirs for so long, so very stoked to be working with them. And uh, I believe we're going to be going ahead, nothing officially announced yet, but we're looking to do... Um, like a early next year release. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. There'll be more information as, uh, as it gets closer, but uh, yeah, that's hopefully, uh, hopefully going to be the case. And it, it might be a little bit strange because I'm, I'm not sure that we will be able to tour it around that time, but I do think, I think it's going to be interesting and cool to put it out in a new, in a new way and kind of challenge ourselves that way. But I also do think that like, it's good to have, content coming out right now just because I think you know music is so universal like you said uh and touches so many people so I think like as far as hard times go I think new music is definitely going to be good for everybody and good to keep the connection going yeah and people need the some form of like normalcy yeah totally totally you can't just stop everything like it's so yeah we'll see how it goes I have no idea what to expect but I'm just gonna yeah we're just gonna stay open and keep on going um people who are just who might be just finding out about you now from this uh podcast episode where's the best place for them to find you online Ooh, okay so uh social media i'm on instagram sky wallace music uh facebook sky wallace uh twitter i'm sky wallace as well um then i'm at skywallace.com and if you're listening at sky with an e uh which is a little weird spelling thing uh, and then all over, you know, the Spotify and Apple Music, uh, Tidal, everything like that uh, has my music up there. So give it a listen if you can and if you feel like it. Amazing. Well, thanks for thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with me today, Sky. Yeah. Thank you for and having me. I really appreciate it. And just stay safe and hopefully we'll make it out the other yeah. side. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, likewise. Stay safe. It was nice to be on. So thanks for Thanks for this. You're welcome. Welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Sky Wallace. To find out more information about Sky and her music, visit www.skywallace.com. Special thanks to my friend Devin Loheed and to Savannah from Tiny Kingdom Music for making this possible. If you want to find out more information about the Tepa Report, go to djspencer.ca. You can find me also on Podbean by searching the Tepa Report and iTunes by searching the same. You stay classy, Vancouver.